Hi, everyone. I hope you're having an amazing day. If you like my podcast, please consider following or subscribing. This helps you by making sure you get all my latest episodes. It also helps me by letting me know you value my podcast and that I should keep going. To follow or subscribe, just hit the follow or subscribe button in your favorite podcasting app. In fact, you can pause this episode and do that now. Thanks for listening. And now, on to the chat. A lot of people confuse coaching and mentoring. They use those two words interchangeably. And these are actually two very different uh, approaches to helping someone to learn and to grow. So let's jump right in and we'll talk about first what the difference is between coaching and mentoring. And then I'll share with you uh, a model. It's called a TAPS model to first figure out, uh, well, not to first, but to figure out when to use each approach. And then we'll close out with some examples of coaching. So really coaching is about unlocking a person's potential to maximize their own performance. It's helping them to learn how to think better rather than teaching them something in particular. Uh, When you look at that example versus mentoring, mentoring, on the other hand, is really more about literally teaching somebody something that's generally procedural or linear, where there's a specific way to to do that. So let's take a look at a few examples of of mentoring. Uh, think Think about one of these people that work in an Amazon warehouse. I have to believe that there is a very, very specific set of processes that make Amazon warehouses run as well as they run. And so as a new employee, you come in and you sit them down and you teach them the specific way to pick and pack and ship and order. Another example could be uh, if if you're doing office work, analytics, for example. Maybe the company um, that you work for requires your team to produce a certain report. There's a very specific way that that report needs to get created. Specific data sets are pulled, they're they're analyzed a certain way, and then the report, maybe showing the historical trending data, is produced. You just don't go in there and go, well, how do you think we should calculate that number? No, those are very specific ways things are um, done, and thusly, you use mentoring to teach them that. Now, let's come back up to coaching. The description that I gave said coaching is about unlocking a person's full potential to maximize their own specific performance. Typically, we use that when things are certainly personal, when things or when things or when some of these processes also, it could be processes, but when they become very complex and they're very interrelated. So jumping back down to that Amazon example, you know, if or or your report example, if there's one specific report and it says, look, look this is exactly how we do the report, you're going to mentor somebody. But if somebody says to you, "Hey, go figure out all of the different activities that drive our business." Nobody knows that answer. So you can't teach someone, you can't mentor someone how to do that. That's where you'd have to start using coaching. 
So coming back to it, another good example, by the way, of coaching is in athletics, that literally the, the head guy is called the coach. And why is that, right? And if you think about it, uh, I, I don't know, if I'll use an American football example. There's a quarterback, and then there's this big guy in the middle of the front line. I think he's called a linebacker or something like that. When you look at these two folks, they're, they're just physically built very differently. Uh, you know, one guy is very, very big, very strong, and the other guy tends to be a little bit more lean, and he is a lot more agile and mobile. Now, at some point, a coach's job is to help someone realize what their specific aptitude is and guide them to pursue that. So if a big, very large linebacker-looking guy comes up and says, hey, coach, I want to be a quarterback, honestly, your job as a coach is to say, well, let's, let's, let's go do an evaluation to see how good of a quarterback you could be. Now, here's the thing. Could you literally teach that linebacker some quarterbacking skills? Yeah, sure but he will never be a great quarterback. By the way, that's the um, principle behind strength finders. What strength finder says is that the things that you have a good aptitude at, if you spend one hour on things you have a, a better aptitude at versus things that you don't have a good aptitude at, the payoff for the things that you have a good aptitude, they're gonna increase your ability in that skill tenfold over the same one hour dedicated to learning and improving in some aptitude that you're not good at. So again, quarterback and linebacker, if we spend one hour teaching both of them to be quarterbacks, you know, quarterbacking skills, the quarter, the guy who has the aptitude to be the quarterback is going to, his potential, his maximum performance is going to increase tenfold over the linebacker. So Part of your job as a coach is to also help people to understand, you know, what's a good fit for them. But nonetheless, at the end of the day, coaching is about teaching somebody how to think. And I said, I mentioned it was personal. And, and a really easy example is <clears throat> people always come up to me and go, hey, you're a great speaker. Tell me what you do to be a better speaker. You can't mentor people on that because what works for me to make me not be nervous is very different than what may work for somebody else. And that's where you have to use coaching. So that's really the big difference between mentoring and coaching. And I'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about mentoring other than um, I'll describe it in a model and where it sits. And um, most, because really mentoring, as I mentioned, is about teaching something linear. So if you're able to grab a piece of paper, just grab a piece of paper and just draw a big plus on the entire piece of paper, two axes, basically, a vertical axis and then right through the middle of that, a horizontal axis. And we're going to label these and we're going to create four quadrants. At the very top of your vertical axis, write the word ask, literally ask someone something. At the very opposite end of that vertical axis at the bottom, write the word tell which is you're telling people things. On the left side of the horizontal axis, you're going to label that problem. And on the far right side, you're going to label that solution. So what you should be looking at now is basically a, uh, a piece of paper with four quadrants. At the top, it says ask, bottom, tell, left problem, right solution. So if we look at this diagram, the whole bottom side of this 
it's really about you know telling people what their problem is that's the bottom left quadrant and then telling someone what the solution is that is training or mentoring by the way if you want to put a word on problem tell what what you would consider that activity you call it consulting some people call it management whatever i'm not going to get into that but this is where somebody comes in and says hey this is everything you're doing wrong and Either go get training or B, I'll teach you how to do it right. And oh, by the way, there is nothing wrong with that. You, you can't exclusively just coach or mentor somebody. You have to use a combination of both of these uh, techniques while you're helping someone to learn and grow and develop. So what I'm trying to explain now is when do you use that? So you go to, you go to the bottom side of this model when you're trying to get to mentoring, which is ultimately somebody somewhere says, hey, they don't know how to do this report or they don't know how to pick, pack and ship properly or, or whatever. And then you go and you get somebody who knows, typically this is the realm of the subject matter experts where they come in and say, you know, your process is not meeting the, um, you know, the, the yields that it needs to yield. And so I'm a consultant and I'm telling you that. And let me teach you through mentoring how to get your process up to par, right? So that's literally the bottom half of the diagram. The top half of the diagram is the realm of coaching, right? Or, or the, the, the really the top right. Let's, let's go to the top left. When you're asking somebody about the problem, and it's funny because I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and um, she's actually the reason I'm doing this podcast because she said she's meeting for the first time to with a person to be a mentor. And I, I kind of ran over this model with her. And as I was going over this model, I was talking about, you know, you have to first start asking them about what they need help with. You ask about the different problems that they think they need help with and then you go through a series of asking them what they think the right answer is. And she says, hey, that sounds a lot like counseling. And guess what? It, it, in a way, it is. When you get into this top left quadrant where you start by asking people what the problem is, that is that that is a form of counseling. So, uh, And by the way, I'm not a licensed counselor, and you probably aren't either, or you wouldn't be listening to this particular episode. Um, so do, do not try to counsel people professionally if they have like emotional issues. I would encourage you to have them go seek professional help. But in order to get the coaching, you first sit down and you ask people what you know, what are the areas that you're having difficulty? And there's, you know, they may say things like, well, you know, I've, I've got this really complex project and there's tons of people involved and everybody's doing everything wrong. And then you move over to coaching, coaching and developing. Again, these are things that are personal, emotional, or complex. And this is where you start asking them the solution. And this is the hardest thing to do because most people, will not move to coaching and start asking them things like, hmm, okay, have you thought about what is the primary thing getting in your way? That's a great coaching question. Have you, you know, you know, have you thought about different alternatives? Do you know what the process should look like? You know, asking all of these questions gets them to start thinking. And remember, my definition of coaching is unlocking a person's potential to get them 
to their maximum um, full potential performance. And in the process, you're helping them to learn how to think. So by asking them these questions that they had never thought to ask themselves before, they're learning to ask themselves that question again next time. But the big gotcha here is this is usually where most uh, mentors um, get caught up and they jump right back in and go, oh, well, if you don't know this, you know, when they ask about the problem, then you should go do X, Y, and Z. And they jump right into to mentoring. And the, again, the problem with that is, number one, they're not learning how to think. They're just literally going to come back to you the next time they have a problem and say, tell me what to do again. Tell me what to do again. And this is a never-ending cycle. They will never learn and grow. So please resist the urge to... Um, to, to jump in and start telling people, here's what I would do in that situation. That's, 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 that's the worst thing you can do. So that's really the TAPS model. And when you're in this top half of the model, let me just go through some questions that, you know, so you can kind of get the hang of what really are good coaching questions. And there, look, there is no top 10 coaching questions by nature of coaching if you if you Google top 10 to coaching questions and you get an answer, disregard that because it, it it's different depending on the person and, the, and that's what's key about coaching. But there are some questions you can ask depending on what you're trying to accomplish in that session. For example, let's say you're a manager and you have someone who literally just doesn't, um, they, they don't even seem to have a clue about what's going on. You could ask them some questions that could build awareness. You may ask them things like, <clears throat> excuse me, do you understand the implications of the business goals and the key performance indicators? Can you identify information needs and gather information? Um, can you become more aware of your work environment and understanding relationships? Have you analyzed the causes of your problems? Do you see new possibilities? Can you obtain insights? So there are questions you can ask people to simply do some things like build awareness. Uh, another set of examples. Let's say you have someone who isn't really taking responsibility. They're always blaming somebody else or they're just saying work is too hard, whatever. There are some questions you could ask them to get them to make choices. For example, let's say they literally won't decide. They're always constantly bringing you a bunch of reports and saying, tell me what to do. You could ask them things like, what actions do you think would have a better result? When do you want to do this? How could you have done this differently, right? Those are some things that you can ask that help people with deciding, making choices. How about accepting responsibility for their actions, which is a question I get all the time. My team just doesn't seem to want to accept accountability. How do I get them to? And you can ask them things like, where do you think this particular project went off track? And if they immediately start pointing fingers outwardly, you come right back to them and go, okay, so yeah, I get that you're saying supply chain did this and that and the other, but where was, you know, where, you, do you think you could have done something differently? And you could start asking people to come back in and think about their own actions, right? 
What are the reasons for missing the deadlines? Why do you think that this proposal made that person angry? Whatever, right? So there are different types of questions you can ask. Um, there are some other questions that you can use to um, to just open up, for example, a, a coaching or a coaching session, which is things like you can ask about their opinions, their viewpoints, and the context. That tends to encourage them being involved. You can ask probing questions to get more clarification or obtain more detail. You can use option questions like asking them how to explore alternatives and provide choices. And you can use closed questions to obtain specific information, verify facts, or even secure an agreement. You know, like, um, how do you know that XYZ fact is the right answer? You know, so anyway, so the idea is that coaching and mentoring are two totally different skills and using the TAPS model will do a couple things for you. And I would suggest you write this down on a piece of paper and pin it up in, in your cube or whatever, where it's a good reminder for you that if nothing else, one of the things that this visual reminder does for me is it quickly reminds me, am I in the bottom half of the model or am I in the top half of the model or where I should be? At the bottom half again, that's more about mentoring where you come in and say, hey, look, guys, uh, this is the way we do this particular report here. And this is the way the process is done. And there's some errors in how you're doing it. So let me teach you how to do that. Boom, you're done. That's mentoring. But then coaching is up at the top where you're not telling them, hey, let me tell you how to make a presentation to this VP because this is what works for me. Right. And by the way, that doesn't mean you can't give them some tips and tricks on things like how to make presentations, because there are some there are definitely some things that are that are procedural and linear about how to make presentations, things like know your audience, blah, 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 blah. Right. But then when it gets personal and emotional, like they are afraid of presenting to this particular person. What makes you not afraid may not be what makes them not afraid. So you can't keep mentoring. You have to start moving to the realm of coaching. So that's really the TAPS model, guys. Um, tell, ask, problem, solution. It's four quadrants. Write it down, pin it up on your wall, and just use it as a reminder of at least when to be in each different mode as you're helping someone to learn and grow and resist the urge when it's time to ask for solutions, to tell solutions. I hope you enjoyed this chat. If you did, please subscribe. And if you know someone else who may like these types of chats, please share the podcast with them as well. Thanks for listening.